I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Austin Healy, and this is the Rugby Tonight podcast. Last month, Sarah Elgin sat down for a fascinating exclusive with Sale, Wales, and Lions scrum half Mike Phillips. Here's the best of their chat about his remarkable career. So, Mike, when they asked me to do this interview for you, the first thing they said was, have you got any stories on Mike Phillips? What was my answer? Sorry? What was my answer? Have you got Yeah. OK, so when they first asked me to do this interview, yeah. like, they asked me, have you got any stories on Mike that you can talk about? What would my answer have been? You've got one, but you can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a favourite, but I can't talk about them. <laughs> um, but what I want to start with, so, how old are you now? 34. 34. So how is the Mike Phillips that sits before us now different to that, like, 19-year-old that, that ran out for the Scarlets 15-odd years ago? Um, I think I've grown up a lot, you know. I think um, when I first came into professional rugby, uh, I was very young. Uh, I was very immature as well in, in many ways. And uh, you're thrown in at the deep end. And um, I've had to mature and grow up in my adult life through professional sport, really. It's quite tough. Um, I've had some tough, uh, tough lessons and stuff, but um, that's all been great. I've loved it. I've really enjoyed it, and you know, I think I'm totally different now to what I was back then. Let's take you back then. Growing up in a small village, West Wales, rugby was king. Scarlets was everything. Is that all that you ever wanted to do? Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I remember being, you know, primary school, Bank of Ellen, uh, running around in my Scarlet shirt, and that's all I ever wanted to do was play for the Scarlets and. Um, yeah, you think that area, there's nothing else outside it. You think, you know, that's the be-all and end-all. And, um, you know, that's the most important thing. And, and, that's, and those are the things that have, you know, really important part of my career as well. You know, the, the starting off and, you know, um, being part of that great club. You know, some great people around there. And um, getting a start in my professional rugby was, 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 be- was one of the best things I could have asked for, really. I read up. So, Bank of Ellen, it's got a population of fewer than 300 people, right? Yeah. But... It's created you, John Davis, yeah. James Davis, now obviously, um, and Olympic cyclist Geraint Thomas and Delmi Thomas. Yeah. All right? Yeah. That's pretty impressive, isn't it, from 300 people? Yeah, there's a few others as well. I mean, Wayne Evans played for the Dragons for you know, loads of times, and Ali Thomas, my cousin, uh, plays for the Scarlets now. So there's, there's a lot of us. There's someone in the water then. Yeah, right? I mean, it's. And I guess Delmi was the start of it, you know, and we all used to look up to him uh, in primary school there and with his, with his pic- picture up on the wall and a uh, massive influence for all of us, you know, so as kids growing up, so he started it and, uh, yeah, we've had a good flow of 
uh, boys coming through, really. What's your earliest rugby memory? Playing? I guess being playing in Bank of Ireland School. Um, you know, Trevor Evans, the uh, headmaster there, you know, taking us for lessons on a Friday and just, yeah, running past everyone. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure you were. Uh, but you did go up with like a couple of brothers, were you? Yeah. That's good. Well, you did go back. You sponsored them as well, haven't you? Was it the under nines? Whitland under nines or under eight? So yeah. Do you still sponsor them? I think so. They're probably getting money off me somewhere. Yeah. I love it because you got like jerseys for them, and then on the front of the best self promotion ever, on the front of the jerseys, you got your Twitter handle. Yeah, well, you've got to make the most of it, haven't you? So, um, and they were on some TV program the other day as well, they? So. I like Freddie, my son's side could do with some sponsorship. We fancy like sponsoring his I team. I don't know if I actually did say to do that, but um, no, it's great to sponsor, you know, Whitland, I owe him so much as well. I mean, played my youth rugby there and, you know, fell in love with rugby from there really and, and the sort of social side of it. And you know, that's why I went on to play really for Athletic and the rest. Um, two brothers, so you had plenty of like sparring partners or plenty of people to play rugby with. Um, how much of an influence did they have or, or still have on you as a person and on your career? Yeah, massively. I mean, they're seven and eight years older than me, so you know, I used to look up to them massively, you know, um, and not just in sport, but in general life. And um, they've been great to have in my life throughout my career. Someone to go to and, um, and, and chat to, and, you know, it's great to have fa family is the most important thing, isn't it? So having them to there, you know, and the rest of my family, they've been really supportive throughout my whole career. Your brother was quoted as saying, though, in, on the Western Mail, that it could be, it could be quite stressful being related to you at times. Yeah, I've put him through a lot. I think um, mother's been stressed a lot over the years. Um, that's one of her hobbies, is to be stressed. Um, so, yeah, I know that I've, I've put him through the mill, but, um, yeah, they've, they've really enjoyed the, the journey as well. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, but they've loved it. In terms of, you started off, did you start off as a flanker? Um, yeah, I sort of played flanker in school, uh, scrum half in school and a um, bit of flanker, yeah, for clubs. So. Did you enjoy like that kind of robust element of the game and has that kind of stood you in good stead for the kind of player I guess that you are now, to start off I was, on that? I was really young, uh, but my brother played scrum half and I guess I wanted to play scrum half like my brother. Um, so, um, yeah, went on from there really. Didn't Cass Jenkins want to want to make you a 13 at one stage as well? Yeah. Could probably have played across the whole, like the whole team. Could you? Yeah, like, no, probably. I mean, could have put me anywhere. Um, but yeah, I think they were because I was so tall. I think I had a lot of people telling me when I was young that I couldn't make it as a scrum half, and that's probably what drove me on even more. I think um, was just to be stubborn and just to, to show people, well, no, wait a minute, I can, I want to do it. So um, yeah, that's what happened really. So Scarlets, uh, Blues, Ospreys, Bayon, Racing. We leave Sale out of it for a minute. Out of all those clubs. Um, where do you have your fondest memories? Well, they've all had a different sort of role to play and I think, you know, in Wales it's, it's always been about playing for Wales so, um, and what's given me the best opportunity to, be, to become number one scrum half in Wales so, you know, the decision to, to leave the Scarlets was to go and play more rugby in Cardiff which, which what happened and then um, Ospreys were developing this team with all the current Welsh internationals which had a chance to sort of really push in Europe um, with a little bit bonus on the money as well, but uh, <laughs> but all the top players were there, and so everything's been. All decisions have purely been about playing for Wales, and and then after that, you know, I played in Wales for ten years, so you know, I think I wanted to, I needed to get out of Wales and experience other things, and 
and develop myself, you know, off the field as well as on it then, which has been great. Was that a hard decision though? I don't know, are you a home bird or did you always want to do something else and go somewhere else? I've always, no, I've always sort of, you know, Stephen Jones went to France and he's done, yeah, I've always sort of uh, had that in mind really. I would love to have, you know, always wanted to go to France and I'm so pleased that I've done it. And it's, it's great that I've had the two experiences of living in the South and living in Paris. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's been great and to, to win the league with Racing last year, you know, I've, it's, I've ticked a lot of boxes, which have, you know, which I don't want to look back and have any regrets. So I can't, I can't have any regrets really. So it's, it's, it's all been positive. Can you speak French now? You must do, four or five years in France. Don't worry, I'm not going to test you because I can't speak French either. Yeah, I can chuck a bit out there. I'm better after a few drinks. But... I bet you are, I bet you are. <laughs> Did you like fully get into the whole kind of French way of life though? Because it must have been quite difficult, especially in Rasting, because there were so many Welsh people there. You got Jamie, Dan, and who else was there? Jamie, Dan, Idiot, and Luke, was Luke it? Charles, yeah. yeah. So it's quite easy, isn't it, to become clicky? Yeah. I suppose down the south they sort of push you on to, to learn more French and uh, you go through different moments. Um, you know, you really drive yourself on. I was getting private lessons and things, and you feel like you're Were coming you? on, and then okay. and then all of a sudden you think, I'm not learning anything here. So neither was Jamie Roberts, mine. So <laughs> that was um, that was quite nice to see. But um, no, it was tough, but it's great as well, and it's something to do other than rugby. And and you know, I quite enjoy learning French, and and uh, you know, having conversation in French is quite rewarding. You know, with uh, with the French, it's quite good. Got a French girlfriend now as well. Her English must be pretty good, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, so she's, uh, she's moved over, so big moves. Big moves. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, wedding bells and all sorts now. Um, so Dan Carter, I remember having a lovely conversation with Dan Carter last year about, about you and how you constantly remind him that you were voted the best looking player in the 2009 World Cup. And uh, we, I actually remember this, Wales, we got bachelor, best looking bachelor in Wales. Yeah, don't shake your head now, because I know you want to talk about it. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember, what was it? What was it? Best looking, Wales sexiest man, that's it. Yeah. Well, and then Dan Carter comes along, you've got some competition then, haven't you? He just loves talking about me, I don't know why. I mean, I don't really like talking about him, so. What was it like though, playing alongside him? He's a great guy, yeah, obviously, world class player. Um, yeah, and get to know him off the field as well, you know, he's, you know, really is a, a down to earth guy and, and, you know, you can see why he's, one of the best players that's ever played the game, um, and he's you know he can chill out as well, which is which was refreshing and good to see as well. And he mixed so well with everybody. So unfortunately, there's not a bad word to say about him, which uh, which it's is a bit, a bit depressing, isn't it? A bit depressing. Yeah. In terms of like training over in France and playing, I guess they play the game differently. But do they train differently as well? In terms of is it is it as intense as is it kind of well, will it have prolonged your career a little bit? And do they look after their players then, is what I'm saying? A little bit yeah, better? Yeah, I mean, they, they're trying to. Well, they're pretty good in Racing, I think. And with the influence of, you know, Ronald and Gara being there, that was great. Yeah. Um, you know, him, obviously, he hasn't really, hasn't, uh, hasn't been finished long. So him having that influence was great. And I think, you know, winning the league last year shows that as a reflection of that. So, um, you know, we had a great facility there, top players. Amazing. With a lot of experience, a lot of input, which helped, you know, driving the team forward, and um, you know, which was great for last year. Why sale then? I love Manchester. 
the weather. <laughs> it's boring. To, I don't, I've not been up here often when it's been sunny, I've got to be honest. It's been pretty good. This is, is the worst day, yeah. It's Great. been pretty good. Um, How right. do they sell the club to you? Um, oh, in a number of ways. I mean, you know, European Cup Rugby, um, Champions, um, Champions Cup Rugby, uh, great young squad moving forward. Um, Steve Diamond, I think, massive respect for him after meeting him and speaking to him a few times. And I imagine him being quite a persuasive uh, character. Yeah, he's a great though, guy. He? He's really, really good guy. Um, you know, he, he sort of you do want to play for him. You don't want to let him down. Uh, you know, and I like that. You know, so um, and it's great having that. Having been in France for five years with a different type of coach, you know, French sort of influence and things. So. It's been really nice, I've really enjoyed it. And In what ways are different? Are they a bit more laid back over there? Or you say coaching wise? They're a bit blase, you know. But, they're a bit, but no, it's just, it's just different, isn't it? And, uh, you know, the language is a, is a slight barrier Barry, at times. Um, so it's been great, you know, it's been refreshing. And, um, you know, hopefully we can be a success on the, te on the, on the pitch. Which then, you know, everything seems to flow and, you know, everything seems, life seems a lot better when you're winning, isn't it? So. Yeah. You're hooking up with Peter Stringer. Yeah. I've got, hang on, wait, I've added up your combined ages. Do you want to hear what that is? I'm not very good at maths, so I might be way out, it? actually. Uh, your combined age, 74 and 197 test caps. It's not bad, is it? It's good, isn't it? But, like, what's it like, kind of, you know, playing a lot? You, you kind of... You played against each other on so many different occasions, and you know, in terms of national national rugby, and then you're playing alongside him. Is he the same as you thought he'd be? Is he a little bit different? How does it work? Um, we've gone really well. We change next to each other every day, so um, we're obviously totally different. I mean, he's, he's an unbelievable professional. You know, down to, you know what he what he eats. He's, he's very, you know, um, precise with what is what is everything he puts into his body and does every little thing right. You know, so. You know, hats off to him. He's had an unbelievable career, and uh, it's great to have him. You know, his competition, and you know, we can drive each other on to to become even better. And we're still learning. You know, and we have an important role to play in the squad. You know, um, international career. You retired last Christmas. Do you feel like you retired on your own terms, or do you feel it's like Christmas tonight? <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you retired on your own terms, or do you feel like you kind of forced into a little bit, in the um, sense? Yeah, obviously I would have liked to have played in the World Cup and um, the writing was on the wall, so, um, you know, yeah, I mean, but it was yeah, nice to sort of do it and, and sort of move on really and, and sort of put a close to it and, um, yeah, I'd have loved to have a few more caps, obviously, in another World Cup, but, you know, I think I can't, you know, I, I'm really proud of what I achieved, yeah. you know, 94 caps for Wales and 99 with the Lions, I mean, I can't, I'd, I'd you know, bitten someone up, bitten someone's hand off for that as a nine-year-old kid. You know, so I'm very proud of it, and you know, you know, proud of it. What do you like watching internationals now? You a good observer? I uh, don't know, not really. I guess. Um, Where do you watch them? Do you like go down to Whitland RFC or do? You um, I've been here, there, and everywhere really. Um, watched a bit of it. You know, some games I've watched. Uh, just parts of it and things, but um, yeah, obviously you've got mates to play and you want them to do well. You probably miss it, do you? I mean, you um, know. Not really, no. No? It's, no. It's, it's not easy, you know, I think people don't realise how tough international rugby is and um, what you've got to do to get on that field. Players put, make so much sacrifices and uh, they really, you know, 
do the hard graft and uh, you know massive respect those boys being there and done it you know it's really tough um, but just good luck to the boys really you know obviously you want to support the boys number nine jersey and say fans for in what, terms uh, of wales for who for Wales, like you obviously left, you know, you're not playing anymore. So then the number nines that have taken over, taken your mantle. I think it's a, it's a really strong position for Wales. I think with 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 the three players and, and well, Arled as well and Scarlet. There's there's a lot of young talent coming through and Gareth and and, and Webby being the main two guys. But you know, underneath that, there's there's good youngsters coming through as well. So um, certainly a position that we can be comfortable in Wales and. You know, we've got the talent there. What's your fondest memory in a Welsh jersey? Because um, of that, two, that 2008 kind of Grand Slam and that were you were integral to. And then there was the 2000, 2009 Lions. Well, what was the one moment for you in an international arena? I think just the best thing about international rugby is, is when you win the games. Winning games and, and winning Grand Slams, obviously, is, it's, it's huge. It's those moments, um, you know, afterwards. and. You know, realising the work you put in is it's all paid off, and um, you know, because there's massive pressure on, on international players, and being a successful one takes a lot of uh, sacrifice, like I said. So, just the winning and, and being part of Grand Slams, and you know, obviously Lions as well, you know, is, is the pinnacle, and being privileged to be a part of that, which has been great. We've got like two things in common. The first thing we've got in common is that we're One Direction fans. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that genuinely, I think like, your reply to Niall's tweet is my f one of my favourite tweets of all time. Remind me of it? Do you remember it? It's gone now, isn't it? It's yeah, no, but it's, it's just funny, news. and I love it. Are you friends with him now? Yeah, good mates. Eh? You? Yeah, I don't say we're good mates, but yeah, we're mates. You got his number on your mobile. Yeah. So there you go, your mates. It's pretty Guess cool, so. isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel you know like when obviously because he kind of you know, said something that, that you didn't like very much, so you answered him. Do you find that whole kind of social media side of things annoying? Because um, you're so open to getting criticism, aren't you? If you, you know, this Yeah, it is annoying. I think when you go on the field and you, you, you know, you put your heart and soul into it and then obviously some games you make mistakes, don't you? And, and you know, that's what happens in life. So, um, yeah, you know, people, that's, but that's professional sport and, you know that's that's the job you're in, so you just got to be, you just got to ignore it and move on. Really. Um, have you mellowed in your old age? Yeah, I think so. The boys are making fun of me because they call me smoke bomb at the minute because I'm I'm leaving early on a on a night out, so I'm getting too tired. So um, they just they just don't think I got the stamina anymore, which which I don't mind. I'm I'd rather a night in bed these days. You're getting on a bit now, aren't you? Yeah, I can. Uh, how do you think um, people perceive you? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> Come on, just like, think. Like, how do you... All right, we'll start with then. How, how are you different to the way people perceive you? Because I think people do think you're completely different than you actually are. Yeah, I think so. Because you're actually quite shy, really, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. But I don't think people would think that. Yeah, I mean, I am not a clue, really. I mean, do you care? I don't know, I guess, yeah, I guess a little bit, you know, you don't want to be thought of as someone who's not nice or something, but, um, yeah, I think I'm quite, like you say, I'm, I'm quite quiet, I'm quite shy, um, at times I can be loud on the pitch, you have to be loud, you have to be arrogant and, you know, in people's faces, that's the name of the game, you know, otherwise you get hurt, so, um, but apart from that, um, 
you know, I'm pretty laid back, really. I'm horizontal, really. Yeah, you are pretty laid back. Post rugby, you just said you've got to think about that now, haven't you? Next few years, what's the plan? <laughs> I'm not retiring you or anything. There's a few things in the pipeline. Is there like what? Nah, no, that is the ongoing discussion now. I think there's a lot of chat about that and talking to different people and looking to a bit, do a few different things and hear this and that. Like modelling? Nah, not the modelling. <laughs> Why are you so going gone, like, to? Huh? <laughs> like, you're, you're in a model agency, aren't you? You signed up to a model agency. It's a good age. We were talking about this before we started the interview. Like, thir mid-30s is a good age to be a model for a man. Yeah, I've looked a good into age. it. Yeah, I'm officially peaked yet. <laughs> No. Is that something you'd like to do? No. No, not at all. I think that's just a bit of fun, you know. If someone wants to give you some money for standing there, then, you know, happy days, isn't it? But How good's your blue steel? Pardon? How good's your blue steel? Yeah, no, that's, not, not, that's nothing serious. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to really get my head down and start really thinking about my future and what is the, the solid plans, you know, for the future and because rugby's been everything so far. Do you want to stay in rugby? you see yourself coaching or...? Do you maybe, want to away? maybe. It seems a lot of hard work. <laughs> I think it probably is. I think, um, I guess rugby's is all I've known really. It's what what I've been part of since all my adult life. So um, maybe do some form of coaching, whether it's you know youth level or or whatever. Okay. So on Twitter last night, I kind of said I was coming to meet you, and I asked for some questions. Yeah. Got some good ones. You want them for me? Yep. Okay. All right. First one. Um, list the top ten teammates. I'm going to do ten. You can do five if you want. Uh, list the top five teammates you've ever played with who would rather be Mike Phillips than themselves. It's from Ian. Ian from where? I don't know. It's um, LGT Ian. Dan Carter. <laughs> um, Jamie Roberts. Peter Stringer. Lloyd <laughs> <Bruce laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> Williams. Oh, there you go. yeah, Should that's five. They're going to... I only asked for five. You can go on if you want. Yes. Right, Mark, do you know any other people who looks more like Patrick Swayze than you? I don't think you look like Patrick Swayze. Do you, do you think yeah, you look I've like... Yeah, I've had pa that a bit. Um, yeah. That's a compliment, though, I, I suppose. I could dance like him. Yeah, that, that, yeah, then you'd be smashing it if yeah, you could well, dance like I'd him. I'd have it all, though, wouldn't I? You would have it all. Right, uh, Gareth. Oh, worst ten you've played with. Um, Worst ten. We'll do a best ten after. It's a bit, no, it's not. I don't think it has. There's never been one. I think. You play ten this season, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was at that game. <laughs> um, no, that's. Every, been, they've all been all right, have they? Yeah, they've all been all right. Good. Okay. Um, Declan, do you dye your hair? No. no. I got greys everywhere. Yeah, I know. You're getting more grey every time I see you. You have to be trying that, like, what's that thing that men put on their hair? Grecian 2000, is it? Is that what they call it? I'm happy with the grey, I think. Yeah, it's... I think men can look distinguished with grey. Yeah. Women, not quite as good. OK, right, Aled, Chef Aled. Have you heard of Aled? Aled's a quite famous chef, chef in Wales. And he's asked, if you could only eat one nation's cuisine for the rest of your life, which country would you choose? <laughs> Moroccan. Why? What, what? What? What food? What Moroccan food do you like? Or are you just trying to be? Uh... Mrs. Moroccan. So Is she? Does she cook? Keep her happy. Yeah. 
She a good cook? Very good, yeah. Mm. She's a keeper. Right, Gareth, um, as you cry, oh, as you cried like a baby in a lift, that's brilliant. Have you seen that footage? Well, you look pretty upset. Like, well, you genuinely look like you were going to cry. The thing that was upsetting me was the fact that the boys were loving it. Loving the fact you... that we were stuck and it was a kick-off in three hours. <laughs> were you worried about the kick-off? Kick-off. Like, you no, were worried about, like... The actual game was kicking off. Well, I know. I know you were thinking you were. Things were going to kick off in the lift. You did seriously look like, like you were panicked. Was it like on the verge of a panic attack? Or were you just worried that you were going to get to kick off in time? No, I was more kicking off the fact the boys weren't getting their heads on for the game. That's what it was. That was... Do you not like confined spaces? Well, that, there were seven of us. Three front rowers. But was, you were like about this much from the ground floor, Mike. <laughs> no, but it was... There was touch and go. And I thought, if I'm going to die here, I'm... There's better ways to go. <laughs> Oh, it's my favourite VT ever. Anyway, okay, so, um, okay, as you cried like a baby in a lift, who would you have preferred to be in there with? I actually know this answer because I read an article where you said Demi Moore in her. Yeah, Demi Moore in a prime. Yeah. Anyone else? Angelina Jolie. Right. I'm single now, so maybe there's a shot. You've just moved your girlfriend over there, so that's not going to work. Yeah, well, she's, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Angelina Jolie or Demi Moore. Mike, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Good luck. For the rest of the season. Merci. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for our usual slice of insight and analysis from the Rugby Tonight studio. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.